What's up, everybody? This is Scott Tilly with Fan the Flame Podcast. Welcome back. I have a really, really special guest on tonight. Um, this woman is on the rise. She's finding purpose through the pain that she's experienced, and she's finding God's promise through tragedy um, and chaos. But that's how good God is, and that's what he does. So um, without further ado, I want to introduce you because I want to give her plenty of time to talk. Myra Guerra, how are you, girl? Hi, I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Hey, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you got littles, but you you chose to come on tonight to share your story. So I just want to extend a huge thank you to you. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course. So I, I like I was saying I like history and I like, you know, knowing how stories got started. And um, we're both gym goers and, you mm -hmm. know, you got to be observant in the gym because you got to make sure you're not stepping on somebody's ground and on somebody's turf when they're working out or whatever. But yeah, um, I noticed with you, you were working out with a friend of mine one time and I, and I, I don't like, it's funny how God works. You know, he always speaks to me to the gym because I've got like my worship music on and it's just that time where I feel like it's kind of a sanctuary to me. And so uh -huh. I'm trying to pay attention to what's around me. And <clears throat> Um, I just knew that you had a story to tell. I, I knew that you had a story that was going to set some captives free and really shed light on the dark places um, in the world and really give testimony to God's goodness in your life. So what I would like to do tonight is just open up the floor and let you have all the time that you need to tell whoever would be listening, because I know they're going to be blessed by it, what your story is, how you got to where you are and where you're going. So um, just kind of run us through, you know, some of the things in your life that were really setting you up to be extinguished and that fire in you to be extinguished, but you found purpose even in that pain. Um, and we can go back as, as long as, as far as you want, but I just want people to know your story, girl. Okay, absolutely. Okay, I'm going to go back to when I was... I'm going to say five, six years old. Um, we were living in California at the time. And um, back in those days, we had multiple people living together because of how expensive it was. Um, and I pushed this to the side thinking it was a dream or I decided to put it as more like a nightmare. And growing up, I told myself it was just a nightmare. It, it wasn't real. Because I feel like that's what the devil wanted for me to believe. Now that I'm older, I finally decided to speak up about it. Um, I, like I said, five, six years old, I was sexually abused. Um, I remember their faces. I remember some of the things they did. Uh, and I remember that feeling of, I mean, as a little girl, you, you don't know anything. You don't know anything about anything mm -hmm. you just know you're little you want to play that's all you know um so like i said i remember their faces i remember everything they did and that sort of set me up to i guess I, to where i'm at now i feel like something's happened they have to happen in order for you to teach others that hey I went through this. Let me help you. God's going to help you. God has helped me. Yeah. So, so just for one second, I want to kind of touch on some of those things. 
Um, and obviously we're not going to go into detail, but you know, as a five or six year old child, like you, if somebody lives with you, you're supposed to be able to trust that person. So at this, at this, at this point in your life, even, even chalking it up to a dream, there was just trust absolutely stolen from you and your innocence was stolen from you at five, six years old, um, for people that you were supposed to trust. So that's gotta be hard to deal with, especially knowing that, you know, as you're growing up, you're just kind of suppressing it and like, nah, that wasn't real. And, and, um, so yeah, so, so fast forward into today, how, how are things and yeah, let's get into that. You you were talking about how God kind of brought you through some of that stuff. Yes. Um, so I grew up with no boundaries. I, I didn't know any because they took them from me. Like you mentioned, they took my innocence. I was not innocent growing up anymore because I knew things that most kids should not know in that perspective. So I grew up with no boundaries. I grew up thinking that that was the way you were to be loved by men Mm. in a physical way. I grew up feeling like if I don't sleep with this person, then I'm not worthy of it. Mm. I'm not loved you know that's that's what I knew growing up and till just recently you know I thought that I needed to be loved a certain way because that's all I knew growing up until now that I realized maybe a couple years ago I realized you know what this isn't right Um, I decided to go to counseling I brought everything out Um, I decided I wasn't going to let that this dictate my future anymore so that brings me to now where I realize hey this was wrong since the beginning and it was not my fault you know my innocence was taken away I grew up with no boundaries I didn't know what self-love was I don't know what anything was so for me to feel like I wasn't worthy enough if I didn't if I wasn't with the men you know that was that was huge. And it was a really hard part of my life where I thought, you know what, this, this is my life. This is normal. Mm. That's all I knew. Wow. So that's so good. And I'm glad that you can openly uncandidly talk about it because I think so many people like you suppress it and, you know, at five, six years old, yeah, that's what you do. But, you know, I think some people are walking around at 30 and 40 with open wounds that they don't even know that they're just bleeding and they don't, they don't know what's wrong, but they know something's wrong. And you said yeah. something in your story that just now that really struck me that I think many people need to hear that have gone through this, that it is not your fault. That is not um, something that you had control over. That is something that absolutely uh, was not supposed to happen to you. This person absolutely stole something from you that was not theirs to take. And I just think that people listening need to hear that. Like, if you're in that position, you know, Myra can attest to it. Like, it's not your fault. And she's able to say that now. I think that that is the heart of somebody who is either healed or, or in healing. It's you can note that, man, you know what? That sucks that it happened to me, but it wasn't my fault. I didn't put myself in a position for that to happen. It happened. But I love the fact that you you so easily give God the glory to where you are now. It's like, yeah, that was terrible, but you're starting to see 
the fruit of your persistency in chasing God's kingdom and understanding more about who you are as a daughter of him so that you can be who you need to be as a mother and as a friend. Exactly. And, and that's the, ne- that's the next question I kind of wanted to go into with you. Uh, Myra is from trauma to triumph. I just, I don't know why I thought about that with you in this story, because you're still experiencing triumph and there's yes. still trauma that we're dealing with even as adults. But the beautiful thing about it is, is, is we, we can chase this back to scripture and, and the word of God says that we have victory in Christ Jesus. So I think I said it in my last podcast that we don't fight for victory. We fight from victory. So it's already ours, but encasing that and believing that for ourselves sometimes takes time. And so leading into where, where you were at with this, like, how has this made you a better mother? Because I'm sure you're amazing mother. Like, how has it made you, um, look at things differently with your kiddos? Cause you, you have, uh, you have three, three kids, four kids, three daughters, three three daughters. Yeah. Three Three daughters, daughters, three beautiful daughters. (laughs) Yeah. So, and they're all young. So how, how has it made you and change your perspective of not just looking at the world like, oh, this is an evil place. I want to protect my daughters, but like training them in truth and righteousness and, and noting that you can look at them and say, you know what, that's never going to happen to you. How, how has that helped you, um, transition as a mother, I guess? You know, I wish I could say that I protected them from, from everything. Um, unfortunately there was something that happened to one of my daughters, which I'm not going to go into detail because that's her story to tell, sure. not mine. Sure. But what I went through as a kid definitely taught me on how to handle the situation as a mother, mm. because there's so many people out there who go through traumas and they don't deal with them. And when something like that happens to one of their kids or one of their own family members, they just brush it off like, we did when we were little you know it was a dream it's you're gonna be okay Mm. you'll get over it so going through that trauma to now realizing that it was normal it was not normal it wasn't my fault it was in my child's fault sometimes the devil just has this this hold on some people and doesn't want to let them go and I feel like so you, about two and a half years ago, I talked to my daughters about God and Jesus and what, how powerful they were. And I think from that, that talk that I have with them, one of my daughters was able to come out and be free from it. Yeah. And I cannot believe the change that I've seen in, in, in my child since then. And I think God was preparing me for something like this to be able to help others and say, you know what, I, this happened to you, but this is the reason why now. And I finally understand the reason why that happened to me. I needed to stop that cycle. Um, They call it a generational um, cycle trauma, the curse. So I was able to stop that. Finally, Mm. after so many years, I was able to stop that and help so many other family members that had come out and reached out to me and say, you know what? I didn't realize that was happening to you. It was also happening to me when I was a little Mm. girl from the same people and we didn't know about it. So I feel like the devil likes the lies and he likes to keep it under the dark and God doesn't. He wants us 
dark times to come out to light because that's so going to help so many other people. So good. And I feel like that's why he did it with me. You know, I kept mm -hmm. it in the dark for so long. I finally let it go. I sat in the light and I'm able to talk to so many family members and friends and moms that have gone through the same thing and are like, you know what? It was not our fault. Yeah. Gosh, that. That is so good to hear you say that because I think that people need to realize that God doesn't cause terrible things to happen. No. Like, you know, John 10, 10 says that the, it's the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And if you stop right there at that verse, you miss the climactic end of that verse. And it says, but Christ has come that we may have life and life abundantly. And so even through the killing and stealing and destroying of your childhood and and many other children let's just be honest i mean we live in a world where yeah. that that is absolutely apparent that's happening um but even through that god has has always had a way of taking uh, race sort of a, a spiritual uh, man a spiritual man of god says it like this god will take the devil's own stick and beat him with it and mm -hmm. so what we can see in this trauma and these trials is God really changing things for good. As Romans 8, 8, 28 says, he can cause all things for those for, for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Well, who's 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 called according to his purpose? Those who love him, those who are teaching their children about the gospel of Jesus, teaching their children about God. And and here's the cool thing about it. I mean, even through all of that, you've got something with your own daughter whom you can share an experience and say, hey, honey, guess what? Mom was there too, and mom's not going anywhere, and mom experienced it, and you know what? We're going to deal with it together, and so yeah. thanks for just – I mean, I think that people need to know – again, this is precisely why I felt drawn to hear your story and felt drawn to ask you if you were even, even willing to because I just believe that when you talk about those things, you know, it sheds light on the darkness as you were saying, and we are called to actually expose evil, not, not play games with it, not – not Correct. let it lie. We're, we're called to expose it. And so that, that things may come, um, things may come to light that have been hidden in darkness and you have found light even through all that darkness. And, and that light is obviously Jesus, but it's, I guarantee you, you said it, like I, I had to go through this so I can help others get freed from it. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what you said. Like, and I truly believe that sis, I truly believe that it wasn't God's intention for you to ever be hurt. It's not his intention for anyone to ever be hurt. But right. when we are hurt, he will turn that hurt into healing. And that's what you're finding with him. And I was just thinking about on the way home tonight um, about this and about dialogue and about us getting into this. And I was really curious. I was like, I wonder how how deep she's willing to go. And I wasn't going to push or pry. And you've just come out with with it. And And I'm so thankful for that because you really get to see God's beauty in the ashes and, and his joy that he exchanges for our mourning and our weeping. And I, I am so elated to see where you're going. And, and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about next was like through all that, through the now, we've experienced some of what's happening now. Where do you see yourself in the future? Like what goals, ambitions, like what do you see, sis? What are you hoping and dreaming for? I am hoping that my story, my traumas are able to help so many more women, men to come out into the light and say, you know what? It happened to me. I want to be free from that pain and forgive myself. 
because a lot of the times I feel like you almost feel like you have to um, forgive you. You have to forgive yourself mm -hmm. for the decisions that you made after that. So my future, what it would, a perfect future for me, what I would love is to speak out on this publicly. Mm -hmm. um, I've always been kind of, I'm very social, but when it comes to speaking in um, crowds, I just, it's not my thing. Yeah. But I am hoping that this opens that door up for me to be able to speak out about it and just bring light to so many people who are currently hurting, who are still under that darkness and, and not wanting to open up, scare that, you know, it might break families apart or they might be pushed away or cast it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm which I think it's what happened with me, why I waited so long to speak out about it because I was like, I'm going to break a family apart. Yeah. You know, um, a fear, right? I mean, that fear of yes. family, you're raised thinking family is everything, even, even if it's evil deeds done by family, we just sweep it on the road yes. because we don't want to have to talk about it. But man, when we talk about it is when we get freed from it. And I love the fact that you found that you found your voice and you're going to give a voice to many other people that have felt like their mouths have been closed. You know, yes. I think you're, you're going to, I see that for you. I see you empowering many people. I see you standing before many people telling your story. And here's the beauty of it. I mean, although it's a terrible act, there are many people that can identify with what you're saying and they're going to be able to hear this and be like, gosh, that's my story. She she's living yes. my, she's lived my story. And if she can, find a way out of that pit, find a way out of that hole. And I love the fact that you said that you had to learn to forgive yourself for the decision that you made from a decision from somebody else that was made against you. Because that's, that's, that's that generational cycle that you were talking about. Like that's that disruptive behavior that keeps happening and spiraling into the next generation and then the next generation. But we are called to be generational curse breakers, chain breakers, people that once we experience the love of God and we're able to forgive and that's the last thing I want to wrap this up with was is forgiveness because you you talked about forgiving yourself. So yes. what about these people that that this evil has been done to you on behalf of them? Is that forgiveness thermometer? Where's it at? I mean, are you are you full throttle or are you like still working through that or what's that look like for you? I think it's an everyday struggle, not struggle, but challenge to forgive yourself because there's always going to be things that come up. And that you didn't realize you were still struggling with. Um, I I posted something today on Facebook. Oh, I'm and glad I you brought that up. Think, I think I did that because God was like, it's okay, it's time. It's time for you to let it go. It's time for you to bring it out to the light. It's time for you to understand my love for you. So I let it go. After that post, I came, I came home and I'm not gonna lie to you. I I bowled up like a little kid, mm. but I feel like it was all my anger just washing away. Yes. yes. Um, just forgiving myself for everything that I've done and starting clean. Come on. But I do feel like I said, like, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to. Wow. Go ahead. Sorry. You're I, not going to just, about. it's okay. You're not just going to forgive yourself overnight and forgive those who have 
done things to you. It's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people, a lot of Christians think, oh, um, I'm going to ask him for forgiveness. And then tomorrow I'm going to wake up and it's going to be gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> you have so to right. work at it. You have to work at it every day. And you have to tell yourself every day, if God can forgive us, who are we not to forgive those other people? Preach, preach, <laughs> preach. Girl, that, that is so good because I'm sitting here listening and I'm thinking about that story that you wrote on your timeline today. And I'm going to share it. Do you mind? Do you mind if I read it? I, I actually copied it because I was like, this needs to be heard. <laughs> Uh, no, so, so, so sis takes a picture at the gym today of a, of a, of a, a flight of stairs as she's looking up and this is what she posts. She says, so today it was leg day. We all hate leg day. <laughs> so today was leg day. As usual, I go upstairs to finish up and stretch. And a thought came to me as I was taking every step. See, I was told in 2015 that I wouldn't pass my PC license because I always gave up and never finished anything. His exact words were just give up and apply at the plant. You're not going to pass anyway. That same person was the one who had molested me at the age of 12. I didn't know what that was until I grew up. I grew up with confusion, no boundaries because they had been taken from me and with a lack of self-worth. Anyways, I decided to focus and it gave me, excuse me, and gave it all, excuse me, and gave it my all and passed my test. And that felt so rewarding and felt so accomplished. And I felt so accomplished because I had proven that I could do it and that that no one was going to make me feel unworthy. Fast forward to today, I have finally decided to forgive him, but most importantly, forgive myself for believing my worth was found in what someone else's opinion of me was. Even though it's been a long process full of ups and downs and a lot of uh, built up anger and tears, I can say I'm finally free. And not just because I have forgiven him and myself, but because I know I'm not alone. I never was. God was right there with me the entire time. I just forgot to look up. So these stairs didn't just represent a challenge at the gym. They also represented my journey and how far I have come from that unloved, unworthy, sad and angry little girl. I am worthy. I am loved. I am me. Guys, I don't know where you're at on that staircase. Maybe you're just starting. Maybe you're halfway. Maybe you're at the top looking down. But this can apply to every single person in the world. Like you have got to come to a place of full forgiveness and understanding and that, that you get to choose forgiveness every day. Like, like Myra said, you don't just wake up and it's over. You have to choose forgiveness every day, just like you have to choose love every single day. You have Correct. to choose love, choose forgiveness, and then your purpose will be revealed. But until then, I think we're going to be in limbo. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited for this one to drop, sis. You you have blessed me with your story. And I pray that people would understand the true power in forgiveness and that you can be free because you choose to forgive. You said it. You actually quoted scripture earlier. You said, if God can forgive me, why can't I forgive others? That's paraphrasing right out of the Bible. I mean, we must forgive others as God has forgiven us. That's what the word says. And you preached it. I mean, you just said it beautifully and perfectly earlier that we've been forgiven of all our sins, all the things that she was talking about earlier, all the sins that I have carried, all the sins that everybody has carried under the blood of Christ. We are free and forgiven and there's no greater feeling in the world. Amen. Wow. So 
I want to have you on again at some point. Like, <laughs> I, I really feel like we need to we need to go uh, go after some more things. Um, but I want to thank you so much for taking the time out. You have been a blessing tonight. Um, is there anything that you want to say to anybody before we end here tonight? I just want to say not to give up uh, and to forgive yourself and love yourself as much as God loves you. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that because of what you have gone through, what you're going through, but just understand that God loves you and there's people out there who will help you and will be willing to help you and love you um, even when you don't love yourself. So for anyone out there who's listening to this, who heard of my story, who can connect to it, you can always reach out to me. Um, you can message me, you can text me, you can send me a message on Facebook, any platform. I'll be willing to help you out and, and guide you through the right direction and bring you out of the darkness. Um, so that's that's pretty much all I wanna say. Just, you know, God is there. He's there with you, no matter what. That's so good. And, you know, you, you just have a genuine heart to help. You have a genuine heart to help people. And I've always said, I think the people that have been through the most trauma know how to love the deepest because they know yeah. how it feels to not feel loved. Exactly. And I think that that's just a testament to, I mean, even our savior, right? I mean, look, look at, he was murdered by his own people. He was put on a cross, betrayed by a kiss from his close, you know, his closest, mm -hmm. one of his closest friends in Judas. And what did he say on the cross? He said something very just so, so deep. So I think so misunderstood sometimes, but, you know, as he's bleeding out and as he's got a stake in each hand and a stake in his foot and the crown of thorn on his heads, and he's, he's probably struggling to breathe at this, at this point in his life is at the end of his life. Obviously thank God that he didn't stay dead, but there had to be the sacrifice and he's hanging on the cross and he looks up, I believe he looks up and he says, father, forgive them for they know not what, what they, they do. do. And so if we can wake up every morning and just start there, like, God, I know I'm going to be across some paths of some people who just don't know what they do. They just don't know who they are. They just don't know whose they are in you. And so I choose to forgive. I choose to walk with purpose. I choose to walk with promise. I choose to pray for them instead of curse them. And I just believe that's what you've chose to do. And I, man, I just think this is, this is just the beginning for you. I, I don't even think you realize like what impact you're going to have. And I'm just, I am elated that I went with that Holy Spirit unction to, to <laughs> sink you, to seek you out and be like, look, Hey, I, this might sound weird, but you know, cause that's how God works. Right. I mean, yes. like he puts, he puts things in, in progress and in purpose that we would never think about. And so um, the gym's just been a good place to be able to meet amazing, some amazing people. You know, I'm going to have some dudes on here, you know, at some point that I've met in there, but you know, as always, the purpose behind this, this podcast is to fan into flame the gifts that God has given you. And my goodness, God has given you a gift to be able to speak and reach the heart of people. And so that's, that's my sole purpose behind this. This isn't about Scott Tilly's podcast. This isn't about rates and reviews and likes. I mean, yes, we need those things to get this thing built and more people to see them. So if you are listening, mm -hmm do that. But um, I want people's hearts touched for God's kingdom. That's what I want. I want kingdom mentality, kingdom life on earth as it is in heaven. That's what I want. And 
we carry that as believers. You carry that. You have yes. You, you have a spirit that is fearless, and that it's needed today, this day and age, with so many people so scared because of what's happened to them. So, again, thank you so much um, for coming on. I, I want to say a prayer before we jump off here. Um, but, but I am so thankful for you and, and what you're doing and where God is taking you. Thank you. So father, we want to give you just praise tonight for this time that you've given us and granted us. God bless my sister, bless her as this testimony grows, as this testimony, um, becomes so real and raw to others that they would become free. Like she is becoming free. Your word says that we are saved by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So if we don't speak the word of our testimony, like there's going to be a hard, uh, it's going to be hard pressed to see people really understand the kingdom and the way that you choose to move and operate through people. So I'm thankful for my sister that she has been submitted to your will for her life. God, I bless her in Jesus name. I, we just speak blessing over her and we're thankful for her story. May it, may it be sent out and may many people come to the realization of who they are in Christ Jesus through it. We honor you, God. We glorify you. It is to your glory, honor, and purpose. We owe all things in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, sis, thank you so much um, for coming and hanging out tonight. Um, I know you got little ones to get to, so I'll let you get to that. But we'll see you at the gym. We'll see you there. All Working right. Working hard every day. Yep. That's, <laughs> that's all we can do, right? Yes. All right, sis. Have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks for having me. Of course.